Welcome to the By Words Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. I love helping passionate women gain clarity about their purpose so they can kick fear to the curb, break up with the hustle, and say goodbye to the lies that hold us back from pursuing our dreams wholeheartedly. We're going to get open and honest, share some laughs, and maybe some tears. But at the end of the day, my hope is that you will walk away encouraged, inspired, and ready to step into your purpose with confidence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive right in. Love is powerful. It eradicates fear, brings us together, and equips us to live out our purpose in the earth. Honestly, I'm not sure there's a problem love couldn't remedy. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your copy of my new book, Love Is Remastered, and join me in making this world a better place by learning to love more intentionally than ever before. This book also supports Traffic 911, which is a local nonprofit that helps youth coming out of human trafficking in Dallas-Fort Worth. You can get yours today at thehannahughes.com slash shop. That's thehannahughes.com slash shop. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Welcome back, my friend. I'm so glad you're here. Today's topic is going to be really fun because we're talking about mindfulness. And this is something that I've really been starting to learn more about in the last year or so. And it has truly changed my life. It's changed my mental health honestly, my overall well-being. So I'm really honored to introduce you to my friend, Sarah Nicole. She's a yoga instructor, mindfulness and meditation coach, and a Christian writer. She's also certified in sound healing and enjoys using the five senses to teach mindfulness to others. She currently writes for Christian Yoga Magazine and teaches yoga classes at C3 Cryo Club here in Burleson, Texas. So Sarah, I am so pumped about this conversation and I'm so glad you're here. I'm happy to be here. I am so excited to dig into this conversation because like I said, I I've just been learning a lot about mindfulness in the past year and it truly has changed so much for me, mental health, overall well-being, Like it's amazing. So I am so excited for you to share your story and how you've got to this point in your own journey. Um, so I, I think like, at least for me, whether it's yoga or deep breathing or taking a Sabbath, putting my phone down for a while, mindfulness is so powerful and so, so necessary. And I've talked a lot about this on the show, just about hustle culture and feeling rushed and busy. Um, and I totally subscribe to that. So I'll be the first to admit that I did not really get the whole mindfulness thing until recently. And I know that yoga and meditation and things like that can sometimes come across a little hippy dippy to people who aren't familiar with it. Um, so as we're getting started, could you just explain for those who may not be familiar what mindfulness actually is? Sure. It's ironic to hear you say that because I actually learned a lot about mindfulness from you. So that's funny. I'm <laughs> that is funny. I am also, I'm a certified mindfulness coach as well. So I, I have literally training in how to teach people how to be mindful. But to me, it can be very simple and broken down. And it can also mean awareness. It's like to me, mindfulness is the exact same thing as awareness. Mm. And what that means is just focusing or being aware or noticing the things around you, either moment by moment, or what's happening in your surroundings, in your thoughts, in your feelings. So there's those main three points, what the thoughts, the feelings, and the surroundings. And mindfulness mm. is just noticing those things, being aware of them. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I like that awareness, because I feel like that's when everyone talks about being present, that's really all it is. It's like, instead of focusing on all the things that need to be done, instead of focusing on everything that went wrong yesterday, you know, it's just being right here. 
Right. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's so powerful. Simple as that. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? but it truly is so, so powerful. Especially in the yoga industry. Like I literally just got done teaching a yoga class and our theme for the day was mindfulness to set Mm -hmm. me up for, for this podcast. I love it. It it was as simple as like telling my students, be mindful of how you're breathing. Mm. That means don't judge the breath. Just notice how long is your inhale? How do you feel when you exhale? It can be as simple as that. Yeah. I love that, that it can be so simple because yeah, I feel like people just think about mindfulness or meditation and yoga and they're like, I don't know. That's so weird. So I'm sure for you, especially, yes, it's very like (laughs) woo woo for those who don't understand it. And for me, even getting to know you and practicing yoga with you, it has really opened my eyes to see like, wow, this is so special and it's so freeing and it adds so much to my life to have that intentional kind of practice. Um, so yeah, I'm sure for you, especially being a Christian yoga instructor, it's been really interesting to have conversations with people who are like, wait, what? (laughs) I was just going to say like specifically as a Christian practitioner in this industry where this industry can get pretty woo woo. And I've had to (laughs) draw the lines of like, where's my boundaries with what am I doing in my business? That's actually going to honor God and teach people how to be mindful in a way that doesn't feel scary or I, I use the word woo-woo all the time because that's to me like the basic way of saying like, what it like unfamiliar and maybe a dangerous territory. Yeah. So it's become like very, like a big passion of mine to educate people. You can believe in Jesus Christ and still practice a lot of the things that I teach in my coaching and my classes. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that so much. So how do you think mindfulness is actually connected to our purpose and overall well-being? Okay, so for me, I believe my purpose is to be a good citizen, but that also comes into being Christ-like. And I believe that God gave me, specifically Sarah Nicole, a purpose to be a peacemaker. Mm. And so I feel like it's literally my job to spread peace. Well, how do we get to this peaceful state? We practice mindfulness. Mm. How do we practice mindfulness? We become aware. Like just being aware of how you carry yourself throughout the day to me translates to, am I being Christ-like with every person that I come into contact with? Hmm. That's such a cool way to look at it because I feel like no matter what someone's purpose is, mindfulness is a huge piece of that. Just being aware, like, because I think with purpose, at least for me, there are seasons I go through where it's very like focused on me, even if it's with good intentions, like how I need to grow personal development, things like that. But I think a big piece of purpose is being aware of yourself, how you're interacting with others, your effect on the world, the environment, all of these things. So it is a lot larger than we think, but it's really simple to grow in awareness, to, to notice. I like how you said how you're carrying yourself and things like that. Yeah. So I would just love for you to tell our listener, your story. How have you experienced the power of mindfulness in your own life? Okay. So I was diagnosed with bipolar at age 11, as well as insomnia. Around age 21, I, I hit rock bottom. And without going into too much detail, I said, I want to change my life. I want to be different. And I prayed and I worked really hard and I, I worked with doctors. But one of the things that I heard God say was, you have to do the work if you want to change your life. And so I'm like, okay, well, what does that look like? Being mindful. So one of the ways that I actually got off bipolar medication, so I'm about to be 30. So it's been 
almost nine years of no medication ever. And I've maintained that by learning about mindfulness. Mm. So when I was 21, the work that I was doing was simple breathing techniques, being mindful of what I was eating. So caffeine affected my mood swings. So I had to be aware how much caffeine am I consuming? How many junk food meals am I having throughout the week? Am I moving my body? Just being mindful of how I lived. And then when yoga fell into my lap, um, gosh, what was I, 25-ish? Not that long ago. It feels like it's been a lifetime because it just clicked. Everything clicked for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. When the yoga fell into my lap, I was like, this is how I'm meant to live. This is how God intended for me to live my life. It just took me a while to find it. And so maintaining zero medication, maintaining stability in my moods requires me to be mindful of how I think, the things that I say, how I act. If I dwell in negativity and I'm not mindful of that negativity trap that I'm going down, Mm. I'll end up in a mood swing, which bipolar is, can be broken down pretty simply mood swings, right? Bipolar is I'm depressed for no reason. I'm hyper for no reason. And I experienced the manic hyper, uh, like I just be like bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yeah. And it, it took me going, Sarah, you're talking too fast. You're not breathing. Um, you're not taking like full breaths and you're going down that road of getting into one of your manic swings. So let's take a moment to be mindful and notice a full breath in and a full breath out, slow down my speech, watch what I'm consuming. And it's it literally all comes back to being mindful wow. and living in the way that Christ has called me to live. That is so cool. I love hearing you say that because you mentioned a lot of things. You touch on mental health. You touch on just even how you're eating, the breaths you're taking, how you're interacting with the people around you. It's just crazy to me that I, I mean, I feel like this may be the case for a lot of us, but I just wasn't aware of that for so long because I also struggled with depression, anxiety. I mean, several things in the mental health realm, but also with food because I had eating disorders. And even now there are moments for me where I'm just like having a very stressful day. And it takes me getting to that point of like, I have got to calm down. I have got to get off social media for a while. I have got to take a rest day and stop working myself so hard. You know, little things like that where it truly, truly can be such an effective, proactive approach for your thoughts, like you said. And then everything that follows, the way your body feels, the way everything, you know, it's kind of this big ripple effect. Right. That's your story resonated with me so much because it was, it was very similar to my journey. And it was kind of like, I remember reading your book and thinking like, Hannah, can you just listen to what I want to tell you (laughs) at whatever age you were, you know, like 18 going through this stuff. And I'm like, I could teach you that. And then obviously here you are learning those things. Yes. And that's exactly how I feel looking back. If I had known these things, it would have changed so much for me. And I mean, it's not that I regret it and I'm grateful that I can use my struggles to help people now, but man, if I had known, like, this is one thing I wish young girls, I mean, I wish every woman knew like these small, small shifts can truly change so, so much, you know, little things, practical things, little things. So Yeah. Speaking of practical, what are some practical ways that we can practice mindfulness just in the day to day? Absolutely. So obviously I went to the extreme because I had serious work to do getting off of, I mean, a handful of medications that I was on for 10 years. So that was the extreme side of things. But as far as like practical things that I actually do still today to maintain that mindfulness, that stability in my emotions, there's a couple 
um, little, little exercises. One of them I love to teach. I actually lead a mindfulness walk every month. Mm. Kind of took a break during the summer because it's so hot. Yeah. One of the things I teach at every single one of my mindfulness walks is called five, four, three, two, one. And it starts with breaking down your senses. So we have five senses, right? Sight, mm. sound, taste, smell, touch. What am I missing? Was that five? I think we'll, so. We'll go, we'll go through <laughs> So you take all five of those senses and you pick out, you stop right where you are dead in your tracks. So when we're on my mindfulness walk, we literally stop in the middle of the forest and we gather around a big circle and I say, okay, pick out five things you can physically see, be descriptive about them. I'm looking at a shiny purple metal bottle. I'm now looking at a white piece of paper. You go on, you do this five times with your sight. Mm. Then you move on to the next sense, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's sounds. You pick out four things you can physically hear. Then you move on to number three, which let's just say is smell. You pick out three things you can smell. Two things you can touch, physically touch and be descriptive. Like I'm physically touching this eye pillow and it feels like it has beans in it. And it, you know, I'm physically feeling this sensation in my hands. Yeah. And then the last one typically would be taste. And that's when I have everyone take a sip of their water, whatever they have. Yeah. And so it's just breaking down your senses. And when you do that, you're not allowing any thoughts that would take you to a negative place, mm. right? Because it's neutral. Senses are neutral. I don't care who you are. Lavender smells like lavender. <laughs> grass feels like grass. Yeah. No matter who you are, the senses are pretty much the same. Coffee mm. tastes like coffee, right? Right. Breaking down the senses, coming into a neutral place. And this works with anxiety. Mm. You're sitting there having a panic attack. Walk through five, four, three, two, one. It will bring you into this place of grounding mm. by being mindful of what your senses are. Yeah. That's, wow, that's amazing. one tool. I teach everybody that I can teach that because it's, it, I mean, and it doesn't have to be in that order. It's literally just five senses, picking out each one and focusing on that. Yeah. That can also be meditation. People are like, I'm scared to meditate. Guess what? We just did it. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. I feel like when you break it down and just explain what it actually is, it doesn't feel so weird or uncomfortable. It's just, it feels really natural. It feels really good to have that, to make space for that stillness. Right. And I think it's cool too. Like, that doesn't take an hour. Like that yeah. practice would just take a few minutes. And right. so I think it's a lot more accessible than, than a lot of people think, or at least for me, I was like, I want to start meditating, but I don't have an hour a day to like sit down with my legs crossed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you have five minutes to do your five, four, three, two, one. And yes. that's your meditation. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Totally. Um, another thing you touched on that I would love to bring up just for a second okay. is the aspect of peace. Because I think this is, this is something I feel like a lot of women feel lacking in from time to time. And so whenever you're at a time in your life and you're just feeling chaos, like the opposite of mindfulness, basically like right. that state of stress or hurry or whatever that looks like for that woman, how do you get back to a place of peace? Okay. So 
making taking a little bit longer to answer your question. Uh, about a year ago, I actually started a class called Peace and Positivity Yen. I believe you've taken that class from me. I love it. <laughs> and the reason I started that class, it was originally an experimental workshop. I did the very first yoga workshop I've ever done. And I had a woman going through a very nasty divorce. She came in. I taught about positive affirmations, which make you feel peaceful. Mm. Uh, that's just saying something positive, basically. I taught about breath work. Long story short, she ended the workshop sobbing, mm. telling me that she had never felt so peaceful in her life, saying that she had never felt positive. She had never felt like a winner, which our final affirmation was, I am a winner. Mm. And that showed me the importance, the need for this peace teaching thing that I want to do for women because women struggle with self-esteem. This woman yeah. who's going through this nasty divorce, who feels unworthy, you know, who forgets that Jesus loves you and Jesus thinks you're peaceful and Jesus thinks you're a winner. So you need to believe that. So one of the things that I teach in this class specifically is breath work and affirmations. So that can look as simple as stop what you're doing, put your hands on your legs, take a breath in, take a breath out. I am at peace. And just mm -hmm. saying that out loud. It can be a little more complex. I've liked, I've enjoyed adding breath with affirmation. So breathe in, I am, breathe out, peaceful. Or breathe in, peace, breathe out, tension. Yes. So connecting positive thought with breath and just being mindful about the breath, it just makes you feel peaceful right off the bat. I don't care who you are, what you're going through. If you stop what you're doing, you soften your body, you take a breath in, you're going to feel peaceful. Mm. And another um, exercise to go with the peace and the mindfulness is just naming things that you're grateful for. So every morning, this is a challenge for these women that are struggling with peace and, and any negativity. Every morning, first thing you do when you wake up, this is what I've been doing. Thank you, Jesus, for blank. Three times. Thank you, Jesus, for the breath in my lungs. Thank you, Jesus, for the sun that's outside that woke me up thinking of three things that you're grateful for. And it just starts your day in a peaceful place. That's so good. I, yes, I am all about that. I think definitely in the morning is a great time. I mean, it's great to do these things at any time in the day, like ending your day, you know, if you need a break during the middle of the day, but really for me, I found that starting my day before I reach for my phone or before I start hurrying out the door to take a minute and either journal my gratitude, speak positive affirmations, or even just literally pull up an app on my phone and do a five minute meditation. Right. It, it really makes a difference for me. And it's so easy to incorporate that into my morning routine or my evening routine. If I'm doing a little meditation or something like that before bed too. Right. Yeah. I've even, um, little, this doesn't have anything to do with uh, peace or mindfulness. I guess it could, but I quit putting my phone by my bed. Oh so. Yes. I turn my phone on airplane mode and I leave it like outside of my room so that the first thing I do when I wake up, I'm, I'm being forced into this mindset of gratitude instead of this, this mindset of like, oh, let me get my phone and check all my messages. Cause I always wake up with a bunch of messages and that doesn't set the tone for my day to be mindful or peaceful because when you're just scrolling, that's literally the opposite of mindfulness. It's the most mindlessness thing yes. you can do. Yes. Going down the scroll hole, as I call it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so true. I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. So I know you've mentioned a couple practices already, but for someone who has never done any kind of mindfulness or meditation or yoga practices at all, what would you say is a really good, simple place to start? 
move your body. Okay. And that can be dance, like free dance. Like I know this sounds corny and woo woo, but <laughs> turn on your favorite music and get up and just move your body. Like, you know, the quote, uh, dance like no one's watching. Yeah. Literally do that. <laughs> yeah. So close the door, just move your body. And then when you're done, take a big full breath in. And when you breathe, imagine like cleansing oxygen coming into the body. And when you breathe out, imagine any negativity leaving the body. Mm. Just start with like body and breath. And it doesn't have to be a specific routine or sequence or yoga pose. Just move. And if dance doesn't feel good for you, just move. Like reach up and touch the sky. Reach down and touch your toes. Just move. Yeah. That's so good. I think it's good that you mentioned too. It doesn't have to look a specific way. Like it doesn't have to have a certain structure or anything. Like it can be so, so easy. The smallest bit can truly make such a huge difference throughout your day. I love when that. When I started teaching yoga, I, I didn't even have a full year experience as a yoga student, as a teacher. Like I started out as a baby yoga student <laughs> teaching yoga. And it was like, my, my teacher told me, you don't, there's no such thing as a professional yogi. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but like, sure. The people you see on Instagram are great, but there's no such thing as someone who's good, you know, quotes at yoga. You just have to move in a way that feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that you call it practice because that's, that's what it is. It's just practicing. It's just learning. It's becoming more aware, noticing more. And yeah, it's just, it's such a fun process. It adds so much, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love that. So what would you say to the woman right now? Who's just struggling to find peace, feeling really scattered or stressed, just not really mindful. I come into these contact and into contact with these women a lot. That's literally my job. <laughs> and the first thing I'm going to say is stop, drop everything, close your eyes, take a breath in through your nose, take a breath out through your mouth and soften your whole body. Just stop because that train that's going in your mind, it's not going to a good place. If you don't stop it right now, greet it with breath and then begin to take the train on a different track, going toward peace and positivity. Mm. Stop. I have this conversation with my mom a lot. She gets herself on these trains and I'm like, mom, just stop what right now. Hold my hands if you have to, to stop fidgeting or whatever it is and breathe with me just take a breath. And it's funny because when I was struggling with my bi bipolar, that's what she would say to me. She'd go, Sarah, stop, <laughs> take a breath. And now here I am helping her with that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Isn't that funny how it switches like that, man? Because yeah, I know it's funny to hear you say that you've learned a lot about mindfulness from me, but it truly has been an ongoing journey for me. And I continue to learn and continue to implement these things because there are days where I just catch myself. I, and that's the thing. It's not, like you said, not that I've become perfect or mastered it at all, but I just catch myself sooner. I become more aware where I'm, if I'm out during the day and I just feel totally overwhelmed, totally frustrated or stressed, I can just take a minute and be like, okay, I know what's happening. I just need to take a minute. I have time. There is space for me to be still. And then I can keep going throughout the day. It doesn't mean that my day is going to be perfect from there, but my, my mindset is better. My attitude, Absolutely. my response is better. Right. Yeah. Even as a coach, like I'm trained in this stuff, but I still have to tell myself, my husband still has to tell me, <laughs> Sarah, you're going down that negative trail. You need to be mindful of how you're speaking about people or yourself. 
So it's, you never stop. The mindfulness train never stops going. You keep learning, you keep growing, and you keep doing these things to make you more aware so that you can come back to your purpose. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's, that's the whole point of it is like, when you're able to give yourself space to grow in awareness and to just take a few minutes to be mindful, it really does set you up to live purposefully because then you're not so worried and weighed down by all the other stuff. Right. Like that, that saying, um, what is it? Some, become your best self, do all the things that you need to do to be your next best self. And it's as simple as being mindful of how you are carrying yourself so you can keep leveling up. Yeah. Yeah. I think about this a lot because in a world that is so busy and so hurried, literally just resting, just making space for stillness would make you stick out like a sore thumb. Like people would wonder what's what you're doing differently. I recently started taking a full day Sabbath of just not being on my phone, not doing chores around the house. At first it was so hard. I'll be honest. It's still very hard, but (laughs) it has made everything different. Like the other six days out of the week, I show up as such a different person. Right. And, and I think people are starting to notice that. Like people have asked me a couple people who are close to me and notice, like, I don't respond to messages or emails that day. And they're like, that's really cool. I need to do that. I'm like, yes, you really should. Because even if it's not a full day, like I, I heard it, um, put this way, like, like a pendulum, like the more you swing into rest, the more effective you'll be in your work. Mm-hmm. And that just really shifted my perspective. And I've loved right. it ever since. I'm like, okay, you're never wasting time when you're practicing rest or mindfulness. Right. Yeah. That's why you, you asked, you know, what's, what's the one thing that you would tell to someone who's struggling with this. And the first thing I'm saying is stop, stop everything. Quit moving your hands, quit thinking about all the things you're thinking about, quit doing everything. Just stop right dead in your tracks and breathe. And if you do it for one second, or if you do it for an entire day, you're going to feel an effect that's going to feel positive and peaceful. Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I love it so much. Well, Sarah, I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for your story. I love learning from you. I love taking your classes, but where can everyone connect with you? Where can they find resources and just have more of Sarah in their life? I love it. Well, my website is just Sarah Nicole Yoga TX because I'm the one in Texas, not New York. Um, but as far as like YouTube, I've got some great resources on my YouTube channel. It's just Sarah Nicole yoga and same with Instagram. I try to post informative stuff on there as much as I can. Also just Sarah Nicole yoga, no H in the Sarah. And then you can find me on Facebook, Sarah Nicole yoga. It's the same all the way around. Just Google Sarah Nicole yoga and, and I'll pop up and you can contact me anywhere. And I'm, I'm happy to talk people through mindfulness techniques or get you guys set up in my yoga classes. It all ties back to the same message, which for me is peace, positivity, and the accepting love of Christ. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been really fun. And I hope just so encouraging to the audience who's listening as much as it has been for me, because it's just been such a fun experience for me to dive into this. And so I hope that you guys will as well. But Sarah, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWords podcast. I love having you here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the show notes. Until next time, stay brave and remember, I'm cheering you on.